0: Hi, welcome to The Cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at d-k-e-n dot cc. Hi. Ah. Welcome back to the cottage in this episode we're continuing our emperor's new clothes series and we're going to discuss elisha's servant gehazi
1: let's pray father we do thank you for the opportunity that we have to hear your word many people around the world have taken bibles and had to slice them up in parts to experience your word and others it's banned so much they can't even get it They have to ingrain it upon their hearts, and yet we have it in so many ways, so many versions and so many formats. And I pray that we would avail ourselves of your word this morning, that we might understand what you're speaking to us and help us to come to the place that you desire us to be. You love us where we are, just as we are, but you long to bring us to a place we never even dreamed was possible. Help us to experience that dream those visions in reality, as we follow with Christ to the journey that you're taking us as a community of believers in Jesus, my name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning I want to talk about Greedy Gehazi. Greedy Gehazi, out of Second Kings, chapter five, verse twenty. In Second Kings, chapter five, verse twenty, it says, "But Gehazi." The servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spared Naaman, this Syrian, in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. Now previously we talked about the wrath of Achan and what happened to him at Jericho when he sees something. In this story, you're familiar with Naaman. You're familiar with him being a leper, that he who as a general of the enemy came over And everybody's familiar probably with the fact that he didn't want to get dirty, down and dirty in the Jordan seven times. That's crazy. And was convinced by a servant girl who started the whole ball of wax to go ahead and trust God and dip seven times. He was cleansed of his leprosy and he offers to give the prophet a hefty reward for his services. And Elisha says, no. But Gehazi, his servant, said, wait a minute, (laughs) wait a minute, this is not right. Here this foreigner, our enemy, the leader of our enemies, who oppresses us, offers us all this stuff, and he's not going to take any? So Gehazi wants to put his thumb in the pie, get him a taste. Skipping down now to chapter 5, verse 24. And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house and he let them men go despise. I think I skipped the verse. I, wanted, uh, I missed the verse by accident. But he takes a bunch of clothes, a bunch of treasures, a bunch of things off of. So he goes and gets all this stuff. Clothes and money and things. And he, he gets them all. And notice how close it is to what Achan does. When Achan took these stuff. When he came to the tower, he took them from their hand, he bestowed them in the house, and he let the men go, and they departed. So they were leaving, and Elisha says, No, don't want anything. And Gehazi says, Oh, but something came up. He lies. Some people came from out of town, and the master needs some stuff. Can you give? So greedy Gehazi has decided to do this. Now this is amazing, because we all know the stories of Elisha. Like the king that... (laughs) tries to catch Elisha and Elisha's telling his king every time the enemy is going to catch him here to go there and avoid the trap. And the king is upset and said, who's, who's the spy? Who's the Benedict Arnold? Who's telling things? And said, no, it's the prophet Elisha. He hears in your bedchamber what happened. And then the king sends an army and surrounds Elisha's tent as if he doesn't know. <laughs> You know, I always found that fascinating. If Elisha knows where you're going to be, you can't sneak up on him. (laughs) Anyway, you know, so. (laughs) Anyway, so praise the Lord. Verse 26. He's confronted. And he said unto him, Went not mine heart with thee. Okay, so this is. The prophet Elisha speaking to Ghazi, and he said to them, Went not mine heart with thee when the men turned again from his chariot to meet thee? Is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants? Is it now time to receive? This is something we need to be thinking about. And this is the, the people that we're talking to to have this mindset. Is it the stuff that we need to be investing in? Stuff! Is this really the time for the stuff? In other words, Elisha knows what's coming in the kingdom. <clears throat> what God will give in his reward in the end. But is it a time now to enjoy now or should we wait for the reward? So you can obviously take things. But Jesus taught us, Paul told us this in Acts 20, it's better to give than receive. It is better to let God bless you than to take. And there are many people that can't be here today because they're caught up in the stuff. We get so caught up in the things of this world, the physical things that we can touch and grab a hold of. We get caught up in the stuff. Even now, it's virtual now on your phone. (laughs) Everything's the phone now. I couldn't believe it. I was watching... uh, My nephew had on something off the the, the YouTube thing, you know, these TVs. He's watching a YouTube video. And this guy was going on and on and on. And it reminded me of those farmers in the coffee shop. You know, like my uncle. He'll well, I got uncles on both sides. They're all farmers. And they'll talk, you know, about this and that. And they'll tell all their farmer stories. This guy was on the YouTube by himself on a video game talking the same way. That he had got all this land. He's got all these animals he's got to see. He's got all this. He's got to pile this. Showing off his fancy truck from 19-whatever and all these things. And, and he's going into detail. And it sounded like, that sounds like my uncle <laughs> bragging about it. But my uncle actually did those things. My actually, uncle actually had those things. And this guy ain't got none of it. It's all virtual. And we've, we've even moved beyond the stuff that we're just happy to have an imitation on the screen. I mean, he said, I had to go over to my brother's house and borrow the truck. But he meant through the game. I presume his brother plays. Unless he made his brother up too. I don't know. We, we're, we're trying in different ways, even in our thinking, that to reach out for stuff that doesn't matter. And this is what Elijah is asking Gehazi. And it got me thinking, you know, getting prepared for this funeral and i'm thinking about how we're so caught up in the stuff of this earth the things here it's very hard for us to let go to let go and to be like elisha who's telling Gehazi, why are you so concerned you don't think i was there but i was there when you went and did that i saw it all god showed me (laughs) Paul says that often. He says, I'm there. I'm with you. I'm writing this letter. I'm chained up in prison, but I'm there with you. There was a point at the nursing home, they had 19 people with COVID. And they had shut the, the nursing home down in Brighton, and Mike was one of those. And he got through that, but then this got him. But... You know, and I've I've been taking training to update my ordination. And I asked them about, you know, going in there to pray. And they said, well, when the centurion sent his servant to Jesus, he said, you just speak the word and prayer will travel. God can travel wherever, even through COVID into a closed down facility. God can still move. Paul could still move when he wrote his letters in a jail cell. Chained to Roman soldiers. He can still do. God's not confined to heaven, nor does he want us confined to earth. But we are so earthly minded we miss the things of heaven. We're so attached to these things, to this life, to this skin that's temporary. We're so attached to this flesh. It's not time for this. Verse 27. Says he was given leprosy. A curse came upon him and he's given leprosy. It says, The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall now cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence as a leper, as white as the snow. And now he can't enjoy his stuff. Maybe that was part of the point of COVID. The people couldn't go out and enjoy their stuff anymore. But still we found ways to get around that. I'm not saying that, I'm not with John Piper that God sent COVID. I'm sorry, I'm not with John Piper on that. That COVID was God's plan. I'm just saying that part of the thing that happened out of that maybe was to help us realize that the stuff that that we were all caught up into maybe is not that important. And they do know now from the research that the drain upon people not coming together like this is horrendous you can't do it on the screen my nephew watching it you can't do it on the screen you have to physically connect with people it's one thing to send them a card it's another thing to show up big difference big difference let's go to luke 12 luke 12 verse 15 Jesus is speaking, and he says unto the crowd, Take heed and beware of covetousness. Achan, Gehazi, Attached to the things of this world. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. Going on, in, we're in Luke 12, verses 16 and 17. And he spake a parable in them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no more room. Where to bestow my fruits. Carrying on in verse 18. And he said, this will I do. I will put, pull down my barns and build greater. and There will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. But God said unto thou, Fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Treasures here or treasures in heaven? Mike, 50, I mean 65 years old. If he didn't store anything up there, he's going up there, he's not going to have anything up there. And certainly everything down here he had, he no longer has. Because you can't take it with you. We have got to understand that we cannot be focused on the stuff here. We cannot be focused. Now he goes on in Luke to carry on with a familiar passage. But I'm going to the more familiar one. The same story that, that he continues. The same sermon Jesus continues here. But I'm going to go to the more familiar version in Matthew 6. And pick up where... Jesus does it. In Matthew 6, 24, he says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Again, we're in Matthew 6, now verse 25. Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you should drink, nor for your body, what you shall put on, your clothing, is not life more than meat and the body, is not, are we not meant more than clothing? The status symbol some people have over the clothes they wear. Behold the fowls of the air, for they still not, knew they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feedeth every one of them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you taking thought can add one cubit to a stature? And why take ye thought for raiment, for clothing? Consider the lilies' field, how they grow. They tell not new that they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon of all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. You can't get as beautiful as God did creation. We can try as best as we can to come up with all kinds of technologies and threads, but it's never going to come close to what God did with those flowers. Snowflakes. Snowflakes. There's no two snowflakes alike. We never get close. We never get close. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. God bless you. Continue on in verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass, he clothed the grass field. I mean, look what Sherlin's been doing around the flagpole. Which today is and tomorrow, as cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O oh, ye of little faith? Why do we get so caught up in the stuff? Therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father knoweth know that you have need of all these things. God knows what we have need of. The question is, where is the desire of our hearts? And we began this year with this verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. God will give you all those things. Let God give them to you. But don't leave God out. Don't let God out. If if you only seek the stuff and you don't seek first God, In Matthew 6, 34, he closes off saying, Take ye therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And yet we constantly worry about things so much that we can't even sleep at night because we're worried about tomorrow. And we cannot be grateful for the today because not everybody gets a today. Not everybody gets today. Mike didn't get today. Not everybody gets today. We can't be worried for what we don't have if we're not grateful for what we do have. He goes on in Luke, back to Luke chapter 9, verse 23, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Entering into the participation model of what Jesus did on the cross and living a crucified life. For whosoever will save his life, he goes on to say, shall lose it. If you try to save your own life, you're going to lose it. Doctors can't do, but only so much. That's why they say they're practicing medicine. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it because you're investing in the kingdom. You're storing up treasures in heaven. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? What does it profit for to gain the whole world and lose one's soul? We need to be focused on what truly is the target here. And it's not your 70 years or so. I just did a funeral work. 70 years. 70 years. Mike, 65. The Bible says 70 or so, give or take. What do we do with the time that we have? Do we invest it in stuff or in relationship? I can see these two are related Somehow, connection, relationship, not stuff. There's a relationship right here. And it's not just on the phone or whatever. And it's not fake like a whatever they call that farming. that I don't even know why. I couldn't figure out why my nephew was watching that. It's ridiculous. I'm going to my brother's house to borrow his truck, but it's through a video game. It's not actually going over. They don't go anywhere. It's all emptiness. It's all lies. It's nothing. And that's what they want us to do. Just churn out nothing. Just spend our money. Give them our money. Keep us where we think we're happy. But we're never happy because we want, want something else. We want something else. We want something else. And the only thing that you can go after that will never come up empty is God. You can never get too much of God. He always will be greater. He will always be more. So let's not get caught up in the stuff of this earth, like greedy Gehazi. Face the wrath of a Khan who took those things. Clothing. Clothing. We're, we're still in our series on the Emperor's New Clothes. We're still talking about clothing, and people get so wrapped up in garments. And we're going to talk this morning about the garments that we need to be having. Not the garments that Gehazi and Achan took. But the garments that we need to have in our next message. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the example of Gehazi that teaches us the right way. For he, like many, focused on the things of this life that are temporary. And it's not time for those things. But there is a time coming that we need to have the right clothes on. And I pray that this series is going to speak to us so that we don't get caught up in the things here below so much that we miss out on investing in the kingdom and what is where we're headed, where you're truly taking us. As children, we are in our households of our parents for only so long, but eventually we got to get out of the house. And here upon the earth, we're your children for only so long, but eventually we are leaving. This is not our world and this is not our home. And we truly need to be realizing that we're only here for a short season, give or take. And invest in that which is everlasting. And invest in your kingdom, treasures in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, hallelujah, amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at DKIN.com dot cc that's d k e n dot cc we look forward to seeing you next time god bless you